Hey everybody, this is Mandy. And today I can't identify my feelings. Hi everyone, this is Ollie. And while this person was being found guilty on all charges, we had yet a- another situation occur. And I'm just over it. I'm over it and all of it. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away and left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. So, Mandy, I feel like I shouldn't ask you how you're feeling today because you said you don't know. Yeah. At one point, I was like, I think today is a good day. And then, and I even wrote that down. And then I was like, but that's not really how I feel. So that's why I changed it. Um, and it was like all bright and sunny today. Mm-hmm. Particularly around the time that I found out about the verdict. And I was outside trying to do schoolwork and get the fresh air. And there wasn't like serious pollen happening and I had music playing and I was like I feel like this is supposed to be a good day but I don't feel like that I feel like I should be happy but I just am in like this somber situation Mm -hmm. so and then I wasn't like engaged in the social media at the time like I found mm-hmm. out the old school way I found out through the radio oh radio <laughs> I mean no it wasn't that old <laughs> we're talking about, I don't even know it would be in the newspaper hot till tomorrow it would be hot off the press hot off the press was the first thing in the morning you can't <laughs> they're not gonna print it out <laughs> the oh, stack no. of the papers immediately so yeah I found out through the radio and I wasn't engaging in the social medias until I got home. And then I did. And it further just made me be like, seeing like other people's reactions and responses. I feel like even more so made me unclear in my feelings. So that's just where I'm at. Like I, I can't identify what it is I'm feeling. Um, Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? I would say I completely understand that. Um, I wasn't following along with this case, but a coworker brought it to my attention today. She was like, oh, they reached a blah, blah, blah. And I was like, first of all, I was like, I don't like that you're bringing this to my attention. <laughs> I don't know why I felt that way, but I didn't like it. That was one. And then two, I was just like, oh, okay. So then when I tuned in and, you know, they gave the results and I felt like I was about to cry. I was like, and but I was like, why am I about to cry right now? Like, like, why am I about to cry mm-hmm. when I felt like not that I've been desensitized or detached from it or that it feels like it was forever ago or that it's always happening. But in that moment, like my eyes are watering and I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then I saw another case and this really made me heat it because it was for a 15 year old. And 
I was just like, this is a never ending cycle from my perspective at this point. And I don't have a solution. I'm not trying to be one of those people that just always has the complaints and the problems, but that's important too. You need to point out problems and issues, but I'm just like, I don't know how to feel. It's not that I feel indifferent. It's not that I'm not, you know, happy that there is a path to justice, but like you, I can't necessarily pinpoint I'm feeling like blank. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have like moments where my eyes are welling up with tears as well. And it was particularly like when a lot of people were posting videos of his daughter Mm. saying my daddy changed the world. That's when uh, my eyes were just like, ooh, okay, all right. Um, and I think, I think before that, it was like hearing the news, it was, it felt very, um, it felt like a judicial process. It felt like, like some, like, a media thing. It felt very unpersonal. Mm. And I hadn't, and I also was seeing things like early in the day that was just like about how his family met. Um, his name is escaping me, but the young 20 year old man who was also from Minnesota. Dante? Dante. Their families met either yesterday or earlier today. So I saw that this morning, and then I got in the car on the way to an appointment. And I heard them say on the radio, like, the verdict is going to be out at any minute. And then I went inside of my appointment, and they hadn't said it yet. And one of the people in there asked me, and I was like, they hadn't said it yet. And then when I came out, it was, like, right when they were saying it. And it, with it being, like, again, this thing that, like, everyone's kind of waiting for in the news, it it just didn't feel personal. It felt like, I don't know, like, just waiting for, and, and there's, like, a personal aspect to all of this, but it felt like when you wait for, like, election results or, your SAT scores or it just it just felt like a thing that like this has an effect but also it feels like it's a part of a process it's a part of a structure that is very separate from the people who matter in it but it affects them if that makes sense so when I saw those videos of his daughter, I was just like brought back to like all the people who didn't get even this and then the people who do get this and, and what does that feel like for them? Like, is that actually, I, don't, I didn't think we were going to talk about it, this here. I thought we were going to talk about it in this is a safe space, but I mean, any, any place is, is a good place to talk about stuff. Yeah, I'm still trying to work out my thoughts and feelings. So if it's going to be here on the podcast, I guess that's where it's going to be. Yeah. Um, you make a good point. And I like to remind people, the people that don't really think about this, is that, yes, this is one case where we're on a path to justice because now they're talking about how 
One of the representatives or congresswomen, I believe Maxine Walter, said something and how she incited violence so the judge can overrule or mistrial or overturn. And it was just like... Well, the judge had already said, I think it was yesterday, that he wasn't going to... Because the yeah, I know, defense tried to defense, get that. They're saying after this, when it's time for sentencing, the defense can do so, can raise that. And I'm just like... Again, after they already raised it with the judge? That's what I read. I don't know all the legalities of it. But my point is just to say, I feel like even with, I I, I guess some people might see this as a victory. I don't necessarily see it as a victory. It's like, okay, there's some progress, but I don't review or see all progress as victorious. Or even there was some sideways comment Nancy Pelosi made where she was trying to be supportive, but she worded it, and I'm paraphrasing, was like, George um, Floyd's sacrifice is blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like... That's like when they say Dr. King died for this, and everybody's like, but he was murdered. Like, it wasn't a part of any of their plans to die. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, it wasn't a sacrifice. He wasn't saying, let's go march against these police and, you know, die for this cause. So I don't like that I think it's very dangerous to wear things like that and define yourself as an ally with um, certain movements or people of melanin um, again I don't so if someone said okay well what were you looking for to happen What's, what is justice to you Ollie I would not even be facetious say him not dying would be justice to me that's number one. But, okay, let's say after the fact, what is justice? I I am not someone who believes in the death penalty. Semicolon, however, comma. I do feel like some situations I'm like an eye for an eye, or I've been looking more into, like, street justice and what that means and what that entails and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, do I like this? No. Do I understand it? Yes. So I feel like people say trust the process, trust the system. And sometimes, not sometimes, oftentimes the system fails people of melanin. And I just don't know because unless in my, in my head, so to go back to the original question, what's your idea of justice? If it's not an eye for an eye, which means a life for a life, then to me it's like, okay, well, you rot in prison. And I don't see a lifetime sentence being handed to him. Not only that, I feel like if he is in prison, they'll do what they do with most people, high-profile cases who do not have melanin or lots of melanin. It'll be like protective custody or solo or whatever they call it. And I'm just like, how is this person who... (laughs) Hmm. If you ask me what justice would be, I would say to find this man guilty and sentence him to life in prison. That's what I would say. So that's where I'm at with that. Okay. Oh, let's on into the safe space. What's going on? Um, so the, the thing that I wrote in regards to this is like predictions of what we feel will happen next. Mm-hmm. and that can be predictions of like a positive nature a negative nature realistic nature just like what we really expect will follow 
in this guilty verdict. Um, I will say like my work, I don't think my worst fears are going to happen, which is like people revolting <laughs> that, that, um, Chauvin got off. I mean, that Chauvin didn't get off. Like, what? He should be free. I don't think that will happen. I don't think it will cause um, too much uproar for him. But I'm, part of why that's like doesn't feel so unrealistic or still fearful for me because there's so many situations of when people are initially charged and facing like for enacting violence against black people, folks will start a GoFundMe for them, give them millions of dollars, be in support of them. Um, like that kid that went to Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse went to to Minneapolis and now has millions of dollars behind him in his case to support him for crossing for <laughs> crossing state lines underage with a firearm mm -hmm. and killing people. Mm -hmm. They're like, and there are folks that are like, let him go, set him free. I'm, and it's, I'm just like, it does not feel like, um, we just know that it's not going to be simple black and white this tragedy happened that inspired change and now things will be good because that's what happened during the civil rights moment there was tragedies of murders that inspired changes and I won't call them small changes because they weren't. There were significant changes that affected all of our lives. Like really folks being able to vote for the first time to see um, and have the opportunity for black people to really be in a position of power and, and improve their lives. But it didn't create an overall change. So while I feel like this is going to be the start of a change as long as there are going to be still people opposing those changes, wanting to support folks that oppose those changes. I fear that we're going to see those things even immediately. I don't want to wait 30, 40 years <laughs> to see folks try to hate on it, but I, I also just don't want to see it at all. So that's a fear I have. And I don't think I'm going to see people riot about it is where I say. Um, what I do feel like my predictions of it are, are folks are going to be like, okay, now y'all stop protesting. Those who protest um, police brutality and and things like that. Like, I think people are going to expect us to stop calling out the the issues that have even been happening in the last two, three weeks while this case was going on. And we're like, you got, you know, you got 
what you wanted like please be quiet now please let us go back to our lives like please stop disturbing our peace with your wants and needs and desires like just let it go it's fine that's what I think is gonna happen I would agree that um, it seems like people kind of in this space don't realize that two things can be happening at once, three things, four things, like simultaneously. And I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday about all the stuff going on and stuff. And what I said to her, what she and I talk about sometimes are conspiracy theories, but also like stuff that goes under the radar is like usually when there's like either a hope Oh, a high profile case in the news or there's this big random event legislation is getting passed right under our noses and I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't say to everyone like yeah I know people don't want to talk about like politics and laws and stuff like that and maybe it's boring or you believe that your attention needs to be elsewhere but I think it's really important that people pay attention to the laws that are being put in place while there's kind of like chaos and heightened awareness and stuff like that for um, media attention because there's some really stupid stuff being passed that's going to affect all of us. And I just feel like we need to kind of have eyes everywhere, even though this event has taken up a lot of um, attention. I feel like I said attention a whole lot. Sorry, you guys. Um, Predictions for the future. I don't... Again, I do see this kind of as a distraction. So I I don't see this necessarily being... Um, Can I ask why you say distraction? In regards to what I said, like the laws and stuff. Like I... Someone else was telling me about the trial going on and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I don't... I don't need to watch one, two, or three, or four days. All I really need is the result. Like, I, okay, well, what was the end goal? What was the end result? Well, that's what happened. Okay, now let's continue to focus on other things. Um, but in my opinion, I, I I don't know. I don't really know what to say. You guys, what are predictions for the future? I haven't really thought about um, predictions for the future in regards to this specific case because, like I said, there was yet another situation involving police today which involved the murder of a child. So in my head, like, Nothing has changed. This verdict, this happened while the verdict was being announced. So this specific case has not changed anything right now. And I don't foresee it changing anything in the near future, like two, three, four years. I don't believe that police officers will be um, less aggressive or less trigger happy. And I don't believe that we'll have phased out policing by then either. So... I my predictions are that things will like stay the same within the next couple of years, honestly. I didn't hear about this most recent incident that you're talking about. Do you mind sharing some the information you have on it? Sure. So in Ohio, um the police were called for a situation. When they arrived on the scene, they saw a fifteen year old girl with a knife and before asking anything, he just started immediately shooting her. And so what the people who were standing around were saying in the video was that, yes, she had a knife, but that's because she was being assaulted and protecting herself. So the police just arrived onto the scene, saw her with a weapon and started attacking her. That's what I heard from the videos. Um, so, yeah, 
That's that in Ohio. I don't remember which part of Ohio, but it's in Ohio. I can definitely pull it up because it's all up and down my timeline now. And I don't believe this, not that it has to be, but I don't believe this was a person of melanin. Yeah, okay. 15-year-old Makaya or Makia, excuse me if I pronounce your name wrong, Bryant called the police in Columbus, Ohio for help. Neighbor said she had a knife because she was being assaulted herself. This police officer came and the neighbor said he started shooting her almost instantly, killing her on the spot. This happened as the verdict was being read for Chauvin. She family tells us the person who was fatally shot by at Columbus police was 15 year old Micaiah Bryant. They say she called cops for help because girls were fighting outside her house. I don't think, um, again, not that it matters. I don't think this was a person of melanin, but I, I have no faith in the policing system in this country. I haven't seen the policing system in other countries, but I'm just like, <laughs> I just, because I, I feel like if there's one bad one and you let that bad one get all of y'all bad, if there's one bad person on the police force, all of y'all are bad, guilty by association. Because if you let in Jim and Jackie and Jane and Jet do whatever they want to do, but you're like, oh, well, I'm not doing it, so it's all good. No, you're guilty by association. So I I used to not understand when people were, would say there's no good police officer. There's no such thing as a good police officer. Cause I'm like, no, there have to be some good police officers. There have to be some people that are out here doing the right thing. Yada, yada, yada. But, um, I just don't feel like at this time there are any good police officers. Um, I mean, with the situation that, um, the case that you just, or that's not a case yet. The situation that you just spoke of that happened today it's just giving people this un this unchecked power with no level of accountability is the issue like that they can come and immediately respond with instincts or whatever they feel and feeling like there won't be any accountability for it i've been constantly so many okay, so there's so many things I want to say off of what you just said. But one thing I'm gonna say, I've been continuously seeing these videos of people just essentially saying, if you go to a doctor and um there's something wrong with you medically and they are in a high pressure situation for whatever the case may be, and they give you medication that causes you to die whether it's a high pressure situation for them or not, there will then be accountability because they were, they, they were responsible for your death, whether it's a malpractice suit, them losing their medical license, there's going to be some level of accountability because they acted in a, in, in a way that was wrong that caused you to die. And they should be held to that responsibility because they have been trained they um, are responsible in that moment and no one would expect that they'd be like, oh, I made a mistake. So, you know, my bad. I'm going to keep practicing medicine. And, you know, the fact that someone died isn't really an issue because right. I'm still a doctor and, you know, these things happen. 
And that's essentially the situation that happens with the police. They're put in this position of power with the expectation of being able to handle a situation. They're supposed to be trained. And then when they kill people, even when they say it's accidental, then they do not expect to be held responsible or they are not expected by others to be held responsible. Um, And that's some bullshit. Additionally, there's something else that you said and I feel like I'm forgetting. Um, I'm forgetting what it was I wanted to say, but Okay, I mean, I could tag in. I well, can you kind of repeat the last thing that you said? I can see if it comes back to me. I don't remember at this point. Okay, that's I'm fair. the last person you should be asking. <laughs> um, happy holiday, y'all. Um, no, I don't remember what I was about to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, oh yeah, the the malpractice thing. You're the comparison you were making. I appreciate that comparison. That was a good comparison. But yeah. Oh. I don't know if this is what I wanted to talk about, but I remember okay. you saying like there's no good cops and the bad yeah. Okay, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember cool, 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 back cool. the bad apples in the bunch and there's yeah, no good yeah. cops and blah blah blah. One day all bad. I often see more either this is a bad cop, so we're throwing that this person under the bus because they did this bad thing and there's nothing wrong with the system. Mm-hmm. from people in in um who either advocate for the police or who are part of the police mm-hmm. or when people with like the woman who was in the police who was the police officer who um I believe she was lived in New York or at least the tri-state area who tried to stop one of her fellow officers from police brutality literally just got justice years later like the incident happened in like 2006 Carol Horn huh should we tell them because my memory is poo today and I don't want them to just think that I don't know names but I really cannot remember names are you talking about the black woman who was on the police force the black woman that was on the police Carol Horn yeah. Well, I can't even say this as an excuse because you can remember everything today. <laughs> so we're just, I'm just not going to say anything. But yes, Carrie Horn was fired from her job for speaking out and then had to sue in order to get her pension, mm-hmm. which she earned. Mm-hmm. And the judge also gave her... Um, Granted her, you didn't give her anything. Some back pay. And it's like, there are more repercussions put on people for calling out bad behavior Mm -hmm. than the expectation of the people with the bad behavior being reprimanded in any way. 
There's so many recorded incidents of even when a police officer kills someone after not being charged for anything, they're put on an administrative leave and then they end up right back in the police force. So it's like, whether it's in a different county or whatever, It just feels very um, sad for people who want to be a part of something and don't know, and knowing that there may be like, or that there is like corruption in the system and you going into it cannot specifically make it change and you calling it out cannot specifically make it change but this is like a field that maybe you desire for whatever reason like that's one of the I talked about small acts a few weeks ago and I just rewatched some episodes I didn't rewatch this particular episode but the red white and blue episode was like about that like one of the first Afro-Caribbean police officers in London and how he wanted to be a part of like a change in the environment and have a better relationship with his community um, when it comes to police officers and the same with like a South Asian police officer that also joined when the reality was they were like we're letting you join for optics we expect you to fall within the same system that we've already aligned mm. And we're going to shoot you badly when you're here. Mm. And we're not going to give you options for promotions. You can't say it's just one bad cop. And then when there are quote unquote, the idea of good cops, but you can't say it's one bad cop. When people are saying, we think the system is broken and you refuse to even try to change the system. If there are people who, for whatever reason, it may have been their dream to be a police officer or they may feel like the idea of police officers is, is still necessary or whatever, and they're like, okay, we, don't, we, we want to reform it. We want to give opportunities of training. We want to make changes so that there can be a better system and folks are opposing that, then it feels like you don't think there is a problem. And so that reinforces that the whole thing is broken. If you're even opposing the option of looking into making changes. If... Speak your piece. It's just so exhausting. Yeah. When I tell you, like, one of the things that I'm studying this semester is ancient history, and it feels like it could be modern day, and that is just really gross (laughs) for so many things where it's like, you would think there has been no advancements the way that people like to operate and I know there's a lot of people that like things old 
or lack things natural traditional or the, traditional yeah. way. no but i don't just mean like traditional like no but the I mean, idea of like sense of like this is the way i had it when i was young and we're going to keep it like this no changes no advances tradition that kind not like not even just that right? like my sister talks about the fact that we have family members that speak against universal health care in America and she's like but you were born in England the same as me where we had universal health care so how is it that you come into America and let and allow yourself to believe that somehow this concept is 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 evil or bad when it's something you were born into and benefited benefited from except for the fact that you're like Oh, the the old structures are good. That or it's, things don't need to change, or blase blind yada yada. It's like, how is it just assumed that any form of I know that change is uncomfortable, but y'all sprint to go get the new iPhone, regardless of what they've said they've changed about it. <laughs> It's a new, like, how is it that folks like the idea of new things and also hate the idea of change and assume all change is bad, but want the, the most new, sparkly new thing? You would rather be conned into paying more for something that's called new and don't actually have no difference? Or do you want actual improvements and change? That was a rhetorical question. Feel free not to answer, Ali. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the response I wanted to have. I'm just about to eat another piece of chocolate. Okay. Well, I have no business eating it. But it's expiring, so. Yeah, you It's don't already expired. Expiry chocolate. We're in the safe space, right? I guess so. I really was going to save it for this weekend, but now yeah, I've touched it. We moseyed on over. Um. I don't remember what I was going to say, though. It was something that was safe space worthy. It was not the same topic. Um, Was it something you had written down or it was a new thing? mm -mm. Well, I wrote it on my mental tablet, but not the physical one. Interesting. Interesting. What's interesting about that? You have one, too, I'm sure. I don't know that I'd call it that, so that may be part of what's interesting about it. Additionally, I would just call it memory. Um, and <laughs> as we've me. seen today, I don't I don't have much of any. So. Oh, you reminded me. Cariel's Law. Okay, so you guys, Cariel Horn is also trying to pass a law. It's called Cariel's Law. And it's similar to what Mandy was just talking about, how... Um, you know, police officers and the bunches and the bad and the good and stuff like that. Basically, it would make it punishable if you were not a whistleblower. So say Jack and Jill are police officers and say Jack is doing something he does not need to be doing. Not only would Jack get in trouble, but no, no, no. It's not It's not that you get in trouble if you don't whistleblow. It's that it protects you if you do whistleblow. Like the point is to hold your teammates accountable which is not something you should have to do if you're in that position of power like you should be able to hold yourself accountable but we've seen that time and time again that is not our reality 
But basically, it would protect it would protect officers. So the same thing would have happened to Carol, whether that's um, retaliation through getting fired or removing your pension or making you do desk work or scut work or whatever you want to call it. It would make it illegal for them to retaliate against you for doing the right thing. And if you are in this kind of role to protect and serve, you vow to protect and serve everyone, every color, every shade, yeah. everything. You vow to protect and serve. It doesn't say just black people, just white people, just Hispanic people, just Pacific Islanders. There is no stipulation on it. It's protect and serve all. So you should not have to be handheld, in my opinion, to do that. Someone should not have to say, hey, why are you treating this person who looks like this one way and this person looks like this another way? That should not be the case. So um, if you're in New York, she's trying to make it like a federal law. That way it's not just a local thing. Because locally it's like, okay, yeah, New York has these laws and it protects people. But everywhere else, all the other 40 plus states, no, it's not going to happen. But um, it's something to look into. It's something to bring up to your local legislation, making Carriel's law um, law where you live. So that's something to look into if you haven't heard of it. I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Me too. Are we still safe spacing? Or are we trying to leave? I'm trying to leave, honestly. Okay, let's get out of this safe space and go back to goals real quick sure what are your goals looking like mandy it's okay it's our podcast we do the structure we decide (laughs) (laughs) this week is my last week of classes my goal is to pass all of my finals additionally and depending on where I feel like starting it, I could technically start it today. I could have started it last week with it being, I mean, with like yesterday, with it being the last week of classes. But this upcoming week, as I've written it, um, maybe the biggest week of my life. There's a lot of things happening, including it being my um, finals where I will be once these are finished and assumed I pass I'll have some form of a college degree after this how you gonna gonna woohoo I ain't even finished I ain't even take the tests yet (laughs) don't matter we're claiming it you heard the clapping I heard the clapping um there's just a lot of stuff happening this week and next week. And um, so on top of like passing my finals, I just want to essentially not screw anything up for the things that will be happening this week and next week. And hoping that um, it'll be all good. I have faith in you. You've been working so freaking hard all the time. And I'm just like, she's going to finish so strong. She's like, she's going to do this. 
she's gonna do this i know this she gonna do so i've been cheering for you from afar and hopefully you also know that but i'm just like even i try to be mindful where it's like maybe i want to talk to you or call or do something i'm like i already know what she's doing so let me just chill out let me pivot <laughs> let me find something else uh, pivot. Too, so i mean literally anytime someone calls me i take the distraction because I don't want to be doing even the uh, none of it again none of it is bad stuff I just don't want to be doing it <laughs> I would rather it be finished but maybe I don't want to miss this moment so maybe I need to stop trying to rush it or something I don't know mm. live in the moment enjoy it it won't come back again, you know what I mean? This is your one and only grand opening, grand closing. My one and only moment of doing all these things this week. But some of these other things I can and probably will have to do again at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. But all these things happening simultaneously, back to back to back to back, probably not, no. Mm-hmm. And sh- like, And that's, again, where it's like, why... Some of it wasn't my fault. Like even this, okay, so the appointment I had today was a dentist appointment. I was supposed to have that weeks ago. Last month, as a matter of fact. It wasn't even weeks ago. It was last month. And because of other things that I've been doing slash traffic, (laughs) it was really traffic's fault. But I'm also going to add on other things that have just been going on. I had to miss the dentist appointment, to which it got pushed back to a month later. And it was actually supposed to be later on this week, which was another thing that just felt like there's so much going on at once. And they pushed it up sooner, and I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) Because then I also have to do, like, the same day that I have, like, major stuff going on, I have to then go to my optometrist. And it's like... (laughs) Be double booking? It's just so necessary. Like, I don't have, I won't have time later. It may be an inconvenience later to do these things, but it's an inconvenience now. But I'm just like, I would rather get it done before I'm in a literal transition of life. Like, so if y'all are, you know what I was going to ask y'all and I don't hope I hope our listeners are not offended by this. I was going to ask people to pray for me, but I've also be feeling like I don't want everybody praying on me because I don't know what they praying for for you. What they praying for, what their relationship to God is, what they got in their, you know, what what their feelings are about certain things. So I'm like, you know, I just don't, you know, if people want to pray for me, I can't stop them. But I just be real specific about who I ask to pray for me. So Mandy did not ask y'all to pray for her. And that's all I'm, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to move on to the, main, the meat and potatoes? Ready to move on to the meat and potatoes. Okay. You guys, I'm just going to get straight into it. No funny intro, no nothing. I was racially profiled in a TJ Maxx yesterday, and then they sent a response today, and so I wanted to read that to you all. Well, let me give you the story first. So yesterday, my friend and I, also with melanin, but not um, Black or African American, we were looking for a bag. And so we get out of the car, 
and we look towards the front door and there's a woman standing at the front door a greeter we assume we make because we park kind of far away uh so we can get some extra steps in we make our way and the whole time we're walking the lady is at the door she's like just at the door or whatever we come in she says hello we say hello the bags are right to the left we go to the bags and then all of a sudden she just kind of like apparates just appears and meet, and is like fiddling with one of those uh jelly bags or whatever and something like my little senses were going off immediately but i was like it's it's too soon to call that Ollie. Like, just keep looking. So we're looking and talking, looking and talking. The greeter lady is no longer at the door. Now she has interjected herself into our conversation. We're talking about these bags. And we're like, oh, this looks ugly. And we hear someone say, I know you guys probably weren't but just little teens or little tykes, but these were really popular in my day. And I looked at her. And again, my spider sense is just tingling, tingling. And I was like, okay. So, but I was nice, right? I was like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. So we go to the next aisle. She appears on the next aisle. There are five aisles. We go to the third and fourth aisle. She appears on the third and fourth aisle. Also, to preface this, there were two people already in that section before we went into the store. So this was not happening while those other two people were in that section. So then... Um, I pretend to break away from my friend. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go check on the dishes or something like that. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep looking at bags. So I was like, all right. She and I had not talked about it. She and I had not said anything, didn't exchange glances or anything. So I fake left and I stood behind the shelf and I watched the lady continue to follow my friend or whatever. So then I got heated and I came back. And um, when I came back, the lady was like on the other side, like you can, you know how you can see through shelves. She was like that. So she was kind of looking at us, but also fiddling with the purse or whatever. Mandy looks so interested in my story, you guys. So then... I can't tell if you're being sarcastic, but I'm watching. I'm listening. Okay. I'm interested. Okay. So then um, I walk up to my friend. Like I said, I'm heated at this point. And I said, um, I'm ready to go. I don't want to spend my money here. And she literally turns, looks at me and says, why? Because we're being followed. And I was like, okay, okay. Okay, not that I needed the justification or vindication, but the fact that you knew what was going on. And she was being super nice the whole time to the lady. I was over the lady. The fact that she knew what was going on, I didn't have to say anything. I was just like, okay, all right. So then we leave. We go out to the car, and I'm going off because I don't know what it is I want to do. I don't know if I want to go in there and tell the lady about herself. I don't know if I want to go in there and speak to management. I don't know if I want to write a letter. And my friend is like, I'm down. Whatever you want to do. If you want to go in there and mess with her and pretend to steal, if you want to go do She's just like, listen off all this stuff. And I'm like, I just don't know. I just don't know. And then after like five minutes of me just going through options, I was like, I think I'm going to do what I do best, which is go home, write a letter, have an email trail, yada, yada, yada. So everything that I just said to you all is what I wrote in the email in a very professional way. I want y'all to hear what TJ Maxx um, thinks this situation is worth. Dear Ollie, thank you for contacting TJ Maxx regarding your experience in our store. We were disappointed to learn about your unpleasant visit. Customer courtesy and convenience are very important to us, and we apologize this was not demonstrated to you on this occasion. Please be assured that we have discussed your comments and concerns with the store manager, Michael, for his review and attention. As a token, <laughs> as a token of our sincere apologies, we are sending you an e-gift card in the amount of $25, which may be... <laughs> I can't continue. I want somebody to tell me how a $25 gift card serves as a sincere apology for racial profiling. That's what I need somebody to tell me. 
I need someone to explain to me how putting a monetary incentive to return to your store and spend dollars at your store equates to a sincere no. apology for being racially profiled. That's what when, I need. And I also need to know why you think that was worth $25. That's also what I need to know. Today, I also happened to see this thing where this lady was um, accused of stealing at Walmart. And of course, they found out that she wasn't stealing and she had a receipt for everything she had purchased. And she was recording it and making the thing like, I'm not going to apologize, blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, I was just like, I would turn right back in there and return everything and continue to make noise about how I will not patron this store ever again. So for them to give you that gift card, in my mind, I'm like, Mm -hmm. they're thinking they need to give you something. But yeah, I don't want to fuck. (laughs) <laughs> well, I already cursed. I don't want to <laughs> shop at no TJ Maxx mm-hmm. after I've been followed mm-hmm. and racially profiled up in the TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. I don't want TJ Maxx to profit off of my dollars in any way, shape, or form mm-hmm. or fashion. Mm-hmm. So, what am I going to do with your little TJ Maxx e gift card? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am 100% with you there. And Another thing I did not mention for the email that I sent them, I said that this was blatant. She didn't try to hide it. She wasn't being slick. She wasn't covert in any way. It was blatantly done. So I just feel like this was a blatant sign of disrespect. Or maybe y'all don't understand. Again, I'm not expecting them to be like, oh, we're going to come out. We're going to do all these trainings. We're going to do all this. I'm not expecting them to do the fanfare for this situation. But this response, I did not feel was appropriate. And I feel like it definitely missed the mark like i'm not trying to just as mandy said give you any kind of attention or business which is annoying since i have a card with them but they have like sister stores so i don't know (laughs) what would it have been like (sighs) what they gave me like ten thousand, like hush money no i'm just like if you had any kind of record of the situation Mm -hmm. would they still just be like I'm sorry that happened to you. Here's an e-gift card. That's a good question. Because I feel like that's been so much of it now where it's like, we have videotape of some foolishness happening at your store. We are now putting that videotape online for it to to become known for people to not for to people to make their own judgments about it, whatever the case may be. But typically, me saying, don't shop at this store, they're racist. Mm. Now that you see that this is trending on social media, right. let's do something about this, really, in changing our policies, firing that person, yep. getting a new manager at that location, putting up signs to in the trainings that say, like, discrimination is not just an issue between employees Mm -hmm. it's an issue between employees and customers that we do not tolerate x y and z blah 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 if i see you do that like if another employee sees someone discriminating against a customer they should they additionally should be able to let somebody know and be like Mm -hmm. that's a problem that's not okay whatever yep but I don't want your little crusty scratch and sniff e gift card. 
<laughs> not a crusty snatch and sniff. Snatch and sniff. Not a crusty snap. Oh, I think scratch. It's not yeah. a crusty crutch. Oh my goodness. Crusty crab pizza is the pizza for you and me. You guys, I'm sorry. Crusty crab pizza <laughs> is the pizza for delivery. Not a scratch. Scr- oh my goodness. Ah, I did it. Yeah, and that's what we should call this episode. Scratch and gift e card. (laughs) (laughs) Or e gift card. E gift card. I like that title for sure. Hopefully we remember because so I'm texting you know, right now because we would not. Because <laughs> I would, I surely wouldn't. We would I, not. We would not. We'd be trying to figure out what should we name this. What are we talking about? <laughs> and we could let the whole thing play, and we like we would could re-listen to the episode and still be like, I don't know what we're supposed to do in this episode. Yeah. So. That was just a story I wanted to share with you all. It did make me feel, first of all, like I wasn't older than 25 year old. It made me, it reminded me of being in like an Asian owned um, black beauty supply store and being followed around when I was like 10, 11, 12. It gave me those vibes. And it, it, it also made me feel like there was a bit of ageism because maybe she looked at us and thought, oh, they're super young and young people who have melanin are high on the list of stealers in my mind that could also be something she uh, thought of so I just felt like it was kind of like it was cross isms definitely racism prejudice and also a little bit of ageism because you think young people still are the only ones that still so yeah I just wanted to share it with you all I shared it with a friend yesterday and I I mean I, I was telling them I was like at that point I was like I'm not like seething mad or frustrated i was like i'm something i don't remember what the word but it was hard i was just like i'm i'm confused like what are you doing why are you following us why are you being so obvious about it like what are you doing why are you in why like why is this happening that was i was like why is this happening and not just okay yeah the color of my skin and oh maybe you're prejudiced and oh maybe you think we're young and young people still but just like why are you doing this? Like really wanting to know what in your head is making you say, oh, I have to do this. This is something I absolutely have to do and I have to keep at it. Like why? And when you leave, they're gone about the rest of their day. Yes, which is what and she meanwhile, did. your day is now jacked up. Mm-hmm. Which is what she did. Because when we were in the parking lot, she went and, like, went and got a clothing rack and started moving. And I was like, oh, now all of a sudden she remembers she has other tasks to do. She doesn't have to fiddle with any more purse straps. And yeah, your night continues on unless, I mean, and also like also the other part of that message response that I got from TJ Maxx, I don't know if they really talked to Michael at the store, if Michael's going to do anything or if Michael goes back to Jilly and check like, the logs to just even see who it was. Right. But not even that. Maybe he sees that she did it and maybe Michael's like, good job. Keep an eye out. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, we don't know what the leadership is like there because I, I'm not going to say I doubt, but it's it's really probable that Jilly was taught to do that for Michael. You know what I mean? So. <sighs> That's where I'm at. See, I know 
I couldn't just say today was a good day because it just it 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 may not be true. And there were things about it that weren't a good day. I mean, I'm not mad at you for telling me all those things. It's just not nice news, but yeah. it's, it's necessary news. Oh, I figured if we're like getting the heavy news on this episode, let me go ahead and add this. And I'll leave it to the story. All the time. things. All, all the, things, the things. All the heavy things. So, did you have any kind of tapas or appetizers for the meat and potatoes? For my meat and potatoes, I wrote, are there. That just feels so weird to, to say <laughs> no don't feel off topic are there places where you feel out of place <laughs> are there places where I feel out of place that specific TJ Maxx from now on yes now that's why I was like yes. just looking at it it feels <laughs> like this became topical somehow. Um, there's a bar near me, and it's close to my place. They always have good specials, good food, good service. But every time I go, it's like, honestly, it looks like biker gangs and just like not a crowd that's reflective of me or people I would choose to spend my time with there. And there I definitely feel out of place, but I enjoy going there so much and serving, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes at different jobs, I feel out of place. Every single job I've had in this new city, um, I've been the only person with melanin to be there, um, except for one. But she came, and then she she got fired. But she came like a year later. Um, so yeah, I feel out of place. A lot of places, <laughs> I feel. But I wouldn't say I feel more more out of place than I do comfortable or in place. What about you? I think the other part I forgot to add was just like in places where you shouldn't feel, but I feel like it's still true. Still like accurate for everything all those that you said is still true. Those, all those places, the places <laughs> the where you, you should automatically feel comfortable, but you, but then you don't. Um, automatically. I also feel that way. I also feel like sometimes I make myself feel uncomfortable in places where I shouldn't feel uncomfortable for no reason I think that may have been like where my mood was at but somehow I know what it is I didn't feel I, I just didn't feel very hopeful for today and that when um for the trial um jury verdict I went to the park. I I'd intended to go to the park today after um my dentist appointment to just kind of do my schoolwork outside. I've been doing that recently to because there'll be like days go by and I don't go outside. My dentist appointment, my dentist office isn't by where I live. But I knew, like, with it being the afternoon and there being traffic, I just wanted to do it afterwards and kind of wait for traffic to die down, and then I would go home. But this is at a 
doctor's appointment. This was, I was at a park in a place that I don't usually frequent. And even though I had my book bag and my chair that I was going to sit in, and I was just going to go off into a certain area. It was right after I'd heard about the case and something in me was like, I hope no one looks at you like you're suspicious for being there. And calls the police on you. <laughs> hmm. Like this is the person that's not, and I was, and I don't, I just wrote it down because I was like, I don't know what made me feel that for being at a park, which is not just like for anyone, certain kind of people, even with, it was like a park with a lot of kids. Like I didn't want people to be like, oh, she ain't got no kids. What's she doing here? Or just anything like that. And I'm just like, what would make me feel like I'm somehow not allowed to be at the park? <laughs> even if even if I got to then explain to just be like, oh, I'm just here doing my homework with all the things around me. I'm just like, what would make me feel like you're not allowed to be at the park <laughs> or you're not allowed to be at this park or you're going to look suspicious for being at the park with no kids or just whatever the case may be. I know what you're saying. I feel like it's partly conditioning where it's like you are kind of being the third person or third party or the outside, like looking at in or looking at yourself. And I, I have those thoughts too. I think those are pretty common. I don't think it's uncommon for you to have those kinds of thoughts. It reminds me of when I used to, we were younger, my younger brother and I used to like go to the store or get something or um, run inside for our, our mom real quick more so the former like go to the store and stuff and he would try to bring his backpack or he'd be walking around with his hands in his pockets and I was like they're gonna think we're stealing if he does that mind you my brother would never do that well he stole from my piggy bank one time before but when it comes to things <laughs> stealing from people he doesn't know he wouldn't do that and so <laughs> I was just so afraid for him and it wasn't even the sense of oh this is a young black man I was just like they're going to think my brother's doing something and he's going to get in trouble. So I would tell him like, no, you can't bring your backpack. And we kind of sometimes verbally fight back and forth about it. I'm like, they're going to think you're stealing. He's like, I'm not telling. I'm like, I know that, but they're going to think you are. No, you can't put your hands in your pocket. I'm just putting my hands in my pocket. They're just resting. Yeah. But they're going to think you're taking something and putting it in your pocket. They're going to think you are. And it's just like, that is a terrible, frightening, annoying, and depressive way to live. Having to figure out how you're going to conduct yourself or just move or walk or speak because of how someone else might react. And I don't think people think about that layer that often, like the choices that we make because of how someone else might react, specifically the choices that people of melanin make because of a violent or an action that can lead to a violent reaction that might happen because people think we're doing something that they are judging we should or should not be doing, which is another layer to this disgusting, whatever it is that's being built. Cause even in the case of what happened to you, 
you didn't have to do anything or even even if you had prepared yourself like I did in in your mind kind of like oh I or like you said you would do with your brother like oh I'm going to the store let me look as inconspicuous Mm -hmm. as possible Mm -hmm. as soon as you were in the parking lot the lady peeped you from the street and decided she was gonna follow you that's accurate Like, before I could even think about what she thinks of me, she already let it be known. Oh, this is what I think of you. I think you're a thief, and so I'm going to follow you around and interject into your conversation. Unwelcome. I don't know. The programming is on both ends, which proves that it's something wrong with the program and not the people in it. Agreed. Agreed. They need to reset the simulation. Burn it all down. All right, let's hurry up and get to the underappreciated awards. I'm over this episode. Okay, yeah. Who's receiving your underappreciated award for today, Mandy? My underappreciated award is going to Anthony Hamilton. I may have already given it to him, but today he just made me a little bit happy. What do you um, do? You his music, I just love nice. his music so much. Nice. You used to bump Anthony Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton, um, I won't say quite often, but I do recall you being a listener of his. Yeah. I went to his concert a few years ago. It's the same time every year, and I always be like, I should go again. He ain't going to sing no new songs, but I know it's going to be good. (laughs) I can see that. My underappreciated award is going to meeting new people. Within the last month, I've allowed three people to meet me and to get to know me a little better and um, have me be in their life and decide if this is maybe going to be a long-term thing. So um, yeah, I won't say I'm making new friends, but I will say I have removed that wall where I'm like, I'm fine with the two and a half friends I have. <laughs> and, and I was going to say, I wish I could remember what, tomorrow's date is let alone what episode it was when we were talking about (laughs) friend stuff i mean i could flip through my notebook but i just remember me being like you know something something thinking about friends new and old and you being like i have no interest in new friends (laughs) (laughs) new friends why would i make new friends i i like you you were essentially like I've gained a trust with the friends that I have, and I don't feel like I'll ever have that level of trust with new people. So I'm not interested in trying to meet some new people. Some to that effect. Thick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty accurate, even if it's paraphrasing, I believe so. I still don't feel like, I mean, these are friends, but again, I'm just like allowing to see if we can be associates, then maybe good associates, then maybe pretty strong associates, and then maybe friends. <laughs> And all those have a very strong maybe. And even then, if we get to the friend level, I do not believe I'll have the same um, stipulations for loyalty as I have for other friends in my life with these people. So, yeah. Um, But it's been exciting learning, oh, you're doing this. Oh, this is what you enjoy. Oh, this is what you watch. Oh, you don't watch that stuff. Or da-da-da-da, just like getting to know people. And then I found out... It doesn't matter. Basically, someone like um, conveyed something personal to me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." 
Well, <laughs> okay. I'll say this based off of the last guy I dated. I thought he was sharing something personal with me on the first date. And I held it real near and dear to my mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. And soon after found out, apparently that's no big deal to him. It's just a fact. <laughs> like to me, things like your medical history, that's a big deal to tell somebody. But it sounds like you tell it to the man at the library. Like, you know, I'm returning my book, I happen to have a condition <laughs> that has nothing to do with me returning my book at the library. Not the man at the library. I thought about this book and I've never returned. I've had it since the third grade. It's called The Rough Face Girl. This is before things were digitized and you, they put like stickers, different color stickers. It was from Redan Trotty Library. Shout out to Redan, Georgia. Redan. You done Redan. told all the book business. I'm just letting y'all know. I still got that book. Go tell them when the book got, got born. I'm telling the whole book's whole business. Give his whole know. former address. I still have the book and I'm never giving it back. <laughs> So yeah, the rough faced girl is an amazing read, you guys. If you're interested, it's, it's short too. It's not long. It's third grade, second grade, first grade. One of those grades. Okay, Mandy, would you like to tell listeners where they can find us? They can find us on them social media platforms of Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can send us your questions, comments, and concerns at mandyandali at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast mm-hmm. so that you know when we have a new episode. Mm-hmm. We would appreciate that. And if this is your first time listening to us, you can go back to our other episodes. This is not um, the typical cadence <laughs> for our episodes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I was thinking she got to give a disclaimer at the end. <laughs> And I usually like this guy. That's what I just said. I just said this is a typical episode. So I'm just letting you know that um yeah, we there are lots of different things we speak about. And we usually have to think it's just because of the subject matter. And nothing else. Okay. Well, if you click on this title called Scratch a Sniff E gift card, <laughs> I don't know what subject matter. They might give you a hint. <laughs> I just don't know. I feel like I should give them some direction. This <laughs> is going to be like, Mandy and Ollie were really emotional in that episode. And we were. And that was probably heightened for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy holiday, y'all. So it's good talking to y'all. So Bye. Don't I know you're from Bye. back when? Get away with back when.